0: Hey there, it's Ariel Helwani, one third of the fastest growing show in combat sports. I'm Chuck Mindenhall, And I'm PT Carroll. And together we are 3 Puck. Join us on the Spotify Live app after every UFC pay-per-view and become a part of the best community in mixed martial arts. Or if you can't make it, check out the Ringer MMA show podcast exclusively on Spotify. See you then. Love yous. And for that, you deserve an ice cold reward because you are a fighter and Modello is your reward. Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Shop delivery or pickup options near you at ordermodelo.com. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome to the Ringer NFL Show. My name is Danny Heifetz and I am joined by Steven Ruiz and Ben Solek. And today we are doing the most watchable teams in the nfl this season we're going to do a draft style we're going to do a snake draft and again really simple which teams do you want to watch the most in 2022 Solek, you've won the ceremonial coin toss here you get the first pick who is the team that you are most excited to watch in 2022
1: how did a coin toss work between three of us i made it up
0: don't worry oh, okay. about it now i get it all right uh do you, you know screw it. you want me to give it to steven or are you gonna make your pick no
1: i want to make, i'm very happy to have the first overall pick In the watchability rankings, I tried to find a reason to not pick the Chiefs, and I couldn't find a reason to not pick the Chiefs. To me, they're the clear one seed. There's two reasons why. One is, while other quarterbacks also have the ability to do magical things, I still don't think anybody's on the level of Mahomes, in the sense of, like, at any time, any throw could be cool, but, like, for a myriad of reasons. Like, 45 yards across your body, down the field scramble drill, but also, like, he might just do a weird shovel pass thing. That's like always on the table, right? He also, when he runs, is very funny, as has been well-documented by many football Twitter members. Mahomes runs like he has a beer in his hand that he's trying not to spill. He kind of scoots a little bit, right? He's kind of, you know, just like uh, squirts around the field. It's a pretty funny guy to watch. Well,
0: he also but, walks weird. He walks like Pablo Escobar and Narcos. I don't know that reference,
1: but I will take your word for it. <laughs> um, they, the So like that all and all together is just generally very fun. The second thing, which I think is important for this conversation, is that I think, as evidenced by last year, other teams bring their best against the Chiefs, right? I think there are other, like, offenses, like, other teams that are really good and, like, you could put up against the Chiefs, but they don't have the notoriety. They don't have the, the reputation that the Chiefs do. The Chiefs always get, they get, like, the best out of the Ravens. They get, like, the best out of the Chargers, best out of the Broncos, best out of the Raiders. Like, just the, the, the teams that they are facing tend to up their game a level when they play the Chiefs. And so that brings the, the Chiefs' games up in watchability because you expect the other guys to also bring their good stuff. And according to them, they have a really fun game to watch. So I tried to think who else could take the number one seat. I couldn't get anybody
0: there. I think it's the Chiefs. Steven, you're nodding. Did you have the Chiefs at 1-2 as your first option? No,
2: no, I would have taken the Chargers. And that's. Do I go second?
0: uh, All he wants to do is to be able
1: to at all times claim that he was earlier on Justin Herbert. He is more on Justin Herbert, and every opportunity seems to be like, no, actually, it's Justin Herbert.
2: I wasn't even going to focus on Herbert. Herbert's a given, obviously. Herbert is fun to watch. He makes ridiculous throws. The uniforms, very aesthetically pleasing. The stadium, I love watching games uh, on TV, at least at SoFi Stadium. I think it's just like a beautiful place to watch games, and then. And then Brandon Staley's defense. What kind of galaxy brain is
0: this? Well, you're skipping over yeah. the Justin Herbert and talking about the stadium well, they play in. I don't need also, to talk about also, Justin Herbert.
1: Brandon Staley' defense is not improved watchability. The whole defense's point is to make the other offense run the ball for four yard gains. This is not watchable.
2: It is watchable because they're very bad. At it.
0: Mack to the defense is very cool for the Chargers.
2: Derwin James is very cool. J.C. Jackson, cool player. cool player, cool player. Some might call him a goblin a gremlin. I don't know. I don't know that that terminology like Ben does. He's more in tune with it. Which one, which one would he qualify as Ben?
1: JJ's a little, a little goblin. He's a little goblin man. Cause he's small. yeah.
2: Yes. And he's a bully. He's a bully. So, and I will also say this about Brandon Staley, as bad as the defense was last year, I think when you watch them play, you could kind of like suss out what the game plan was, what the thinking was there. So like from an X's and O's standpoint, even though it was bad, like it didn't work, obviously, it was kind of cool to track the, the, the chess match, especially against the, the top offenses, like them against the Bengals, them against the Chiefs. That was good football. It was fun tape to watch for me. Maybe I'm more focusing on watching them from the all-22 angle rather than the TV copy, but I just think it's a team that's going to be fun as hell to track throughout the year for a myriad reasons.
0: Well, so everyone, the, the Chargers left a bad taste in everyone's mouth because their defense kind of lost them that game in week 18, but... The, when I think about the Chargers, I'm thinking about Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert literally finished that game. He converted five fourth downs in the final five minutes of the game. This isn't like October. He, it's the final week of the season. It's a win-and-in playoff game. Like they, or it's basically a playoff game because if they win, they make the playoffs, and if they don't, they lose, they don't. So it's against division rival. It's Sunday Night Football, literally the last game of the regular season, and there's five minutes left. Right. You can't have more pressure as a regular season quarterback And in response, he converts five fourth downs and gets a touchdown on fourth and 21. And two of the fourth
1: down throws, the long conversion on like the, it wasn't a dig, but it was like, it was like a deep end cut. I think it might have a glance. And then the touchdown,
2: those two throws were unbelievable throws. He threw a buzzer beater, a walk-off buzzer beater, which never happens. Right. Which
1: is why, like, if there is an argument for the Chargers, it's not like, oh, Brandon Staley's defense is watchable. You know, like... I am as much of a film sicko as you are, but I'm not turning on a team at 5:30 p.m. on a Sunday. I'm like, I really appreciate philosophically what their defensive coordinator is doing. No, I watch. Man, for, I it, love
0: the nuance of this fire. Yeah, zone. Oh Look man, at this
1: that first and ten run that was <sighs> ended in second and seven because they spilled <laughs> inside zone so nicely. No, screw you. I watch for Mahomes and like if we're gonna make a defensive argument, while I think that is the like the one of the best ways to play defense. I would rather watch a defense that blitzes like crazy. That's way more fun, which is like that spags with the Chiefs, where it's just like, hey, third down,
2: we're coming for you.
1: That to me is I, more watchable.
2: I wasn't trying to state the obvious. I wasn't. Oh, oh, Patrick Mahomes is fun to watch. Yeah, no one has ever said that ever yeah. before. Because what well, watchability
1: rankings new. really need is detail and nuance. Watchability <laughs> rankings are the obvious. That's what it is. Yeah, but, I agree.
2: So, but I, I, said Herbert. Herbert, obviously, Herbert is the main draw. I just didn't. <laughs> I, I don't need to go into that because I've done it like a billion times. No one needs to hear me wax poetically about Justin Herbert.
0: Okay, so Solik's taking the Chiefs first. Stevens taking the Chargers. Uh, I would have taken those teams. So I, I got third. So. Um, I got back-to-back picks here because we're doing snake draft. I'm going to take the Bengals. And my reason, I just really love the schematics of the defense yeah, exactly. and the way they put book- The way, no, the I the way like that
1: Joe Lou drops eight is just so oh, aesthetically my God. pleasing
0: just, to me. Look, look at those. No, it's Joey Box Office. And I'm sorry I, feel- I love football.
2: I'm, a- I'm sorry I love football. <laughs> I,
0: when I was a kid, I loved watching Anquan Bold and Larry Fitzgerald for the Cardinals. And when I watched Jamar Chase, it feels like they're the same. play. Like, it's like if Anquan Bold and Larry Fitzgerald were combined, it's Jamar Chase. And he's incredible. And then, I don't know. This team has, as uh, in Yiddish, they call it chutzpah. And I just, the Bengals, it's just an incredible team.
1: They got moxie.
0: I, that they translates to,
2: they have that dog in them.
0: Yeah, yeah they English. have that dog in them. <laughs> uh, and then, fourth, honestly, the fourth pick kind of sucks. I was thinking about this a lot. It's hard. I, you could go, like, six different teams here. I kind of think I'm going to go with the Broncos. Which is kind of a weird pick because I was thinking about I could take the Bucks, the Packers, but like all those players, it's kind of like, all right, Rogers and without Devontae and Brady without, you know, Gronk and A.B. and all them. It's like, OK, it's a great quarterback that I know is great and their job's harder now. But I feel like we forgot four or five years ago, Russell Wilson was the most fun quarterback to watch in the NFL. He really was. And. He doesn't scramble as much anymore, so it's not a thing. But I really do want to see how good the Broncos can be. They have like five primetime games this year. Their schedule's kind of incredible. And I just, yeah. I don't know. I really do want to see how Russell Wilson plays this year.
1: If this was watchability rankings for like the first four weeks of the season, that's it. Broncos would be an easy top three pick. There's a chance that by the middle of the season, I'm like, all right. So they're just doing the whole Russ offense thing again and like they're you know kind of just like a generally mid team like you know i think they're like a like a 500 team and like all right cool whatever like i like watching russ but they're not like a clear top one tier but because we don't know yet what exactly it looks like they are very high watchability rankings early like in terms of teams i cannot wait to watch broncos are right up there i'm not as sold that by week eight i'm like the Broncos game, but we're going to find that out. And that's what's really exciting. They also,
0: they play the Rams on like Christmas day. They have a cool schedule. The
1: NFL has fully invested in the Broncos being an extremely good team through November and December, which (laughs) I would be a little worried about, but like, again, like that's what makes it fun. I think the Broncos are a great pick.
2: I'm going to, I'm going to add a bonus pick. Nathaniel Hackett shoots straight to the top of my press conference watchability rankings and not for good reasons. It's not like he's going to like go into depth with detailed answers like Bill Belichick or Kyle Shanahan does. I just want, I'm, I'm just hoping he does a Borat impression or an Austin Powers impression during one press conference. I know there's a chance of it happening. Why
0: would the head coach of the Broncos do an Austin Powers impression? Have you ever watched him
2: talk? Have you ever seen a mic'd up special? Like that he's the Michael Scott of the NFL. It's going to happen.
0: I honestly, this is, this is
1: another podcast of press conference watchability rankings because I am still mourning the loss of Joe judge. Shout out Danny Heifetz who just had the best press conferences because it was just, Hey, do you want to see a sad man be wrong in front of people who know that he is sad and wrong? And there was like a train wreck and slow motion aspect of that. That was entrancing. I loved Joe judge, Presser, Jason Garrett, right? where she's like, Hey, oh my God. he's just going to say the same two things, no matter what the questions are. Like, let's watch this. is This sounds great. There was a little bit of sadistic love for that. I am encouraged by what I see from Nate Hackett and uh, uh, McDaniel, Mike McDaniel in, uh, in Miami to replace some of our lost press conferences where I just totally hate watch them. Hackett, Hackett does have good, good, good early returns on that.
0: My favorite kind of press conference is when Jerry Jones does something next to the coach, and the coach who's like <laughs> supposed to be like the head alpha male of like ninety men and like assistants, and just sits there like a little, like little, like secretary. And he's you know, yeah. and Jerry Jones and Mike McCarthy just admits that he lied to get the job like sixty seconds into getting McCarthy, his introductory press a good conference. Press conference for sure. That was a great one. Okay, so I'm taking the Bengals and the Broncos. Good steven who are you taking next?
2: this one's tough it was between two teams for me and i'm gonna go with the cardinals yes. if we're talking about like fate, Wait, for
0: like real life or schadenfreude like is it a bit it's mostly a bit
1: but everything's just, a bit heifetz this is welcome <laughs> welcome to ringer nfl show baby
2: it's like it's like a 14 year old controlling a madden team online on both sides of the ball i'm not just talking about cliff i'm talking about vance joseph who plays just the the most ridiculous style of defense. He's going to blitz like every down, especially on early downs. He's like the only coach that loves blitzing on first and second down. Just doing engage eight every time. Right. That's his, that's kind of what they were doing at their, uh, their peak last year. And he does some cool stuff. He does some, there's some like cool coverage rotation. So like you get your X's and O's fixed from them. But I feel like their whole strategy is just creating chaos on offense and defense, whether it's and in the news, hit in the news of, of like, in Whether contracts,
0: in yeah, play yeah, calling, they even made
2: <laughs> they even made contracts exciting for. Can I ask you guys a strict. question
0: about that? So obviously, so there's been all this stuff. Like you know, at first, Cliff Kingsbury. I mean, obviously the video game thing, and then once they put that to rest, Cliff mm-hmm. Kingsbury comes out and says that he let Kyler Murray call pra- plays in practice because he wanted him to know that it's not easy, and then he let him call plays in a game. And so I'm curious, have you guys seen instances with the Cardinals play calling where you're like, wow, what a terrible call? Kyler most like are you on Kyler's side of this is Cliff a bad play caller or is Kyler just being ridiculous right.
1: I am generally on Kyler's side of things I think that Kyler was doing over four hours of independent film study before it was put in his contract <laughs> and I think also that like if the Cardinals wanted Kyler to do more film study because they thought it would change like the way he played like he was going to like do more you know progressions one to two to three and whatever. Like, I don't, I don't think Kyler's play style was ever going to change. I kind of like half, pitched a piece for this and I was like this I don't even think I can really actually make this argument to the the full breadth of it but like Kyler's just gonna throw a, a one-on-one nine ball at DeAndre Hopkins it's what he's going to do he throws the ball really well that's what he's done in all the offenses he's always come up in air raid style Oklahoma it's been like hey if you have this outside isolation like we can hit this you know what I'm let's just hit it like let's give the, the ball to our playmakers in space let's throw this underneath screen like this is just kind of the philosophy I don't think like film side was gonna be like wow I should you know leverage the hook curl defender and just choose between Zach Ertz and rondale moore on like you know this spacing route Like, just not his play style and then if it was like you have to do film study because of pre-snap stuff he's like solid pre-snap he's not like brady going like everybody this is what everybody's doing but he'll like you know he'll like call out a blitzer he'll change protection again it's not like he's you know changing the world but it's like it's it's good it's definitely better than i think the typical fan would assume for like a black running quarterback who came in an system. Like, he doesn't know how to read anything. No, he does. He does pre-snap work. And the Cardinals putting that clause into his contract, I think, invited those concerns. People like, well, obviously, Kyler doesn't read stuff out pre-snap. He does. Every time I watch him, I'm like, yeah, it's better than I remember. Like, this is pretty good. So in general, I'm on the Kyler side of things. With that said, there is stuff that Kyler does in terms of play style and running around back there and checking down, like, super early in a rep where I'm like, this also does piss me off a little bit. And that's the problem with Arizona is that like everything is true. Everything is a little bit bad. Everything's a little bit weird. It's very hard to like, this is what the Cardinals need to do. Here's the plan X, Y, Z. Like that's really difficult to do from the outside because everything's a little bit of a mess.
2: Yeah, I would agree. I think he gets hit with the, the stereotypes that we've seen put on black quarterbacks throughout the history of the league. But, the pre-snap stuff, it's there. Like, he's where he needs to be. There's no issues there whatsoever. And the thing is, there were issues early on. Like, first, second year, he wasn't really seeing blitzes, and teams were just blitzing the hell out of him, and it was effective. This year, they said, yeah, we we told him, work on this during the offseason. And then in, two, in 2021, he was, like, good at it. He was, like, a B-plus, at least. And I, I tend to agree with them that, I think his defense for like not studying film as much as, I guess, the Cardinals want him to is that he kind of just feels it when he's out there. He kind of just senses things. And when you watch the film, like, you can see that. And I don't, th- I don't know how much his game would improve if he did study film for a couple more hours per week. I, I don't really see where that's going to help because I do think a lot of the issues with him as a pocket passer are more about his height and not being able to see over the line. And no film study is going to fix that.
0: Well, I also kind of think if he stops playing video games, he'll probably get worse. So that's probably, that's
2: what I'm most excited to see.
1: If he stops playing video games, he get worse?
2: Yeah, you throw him out of his rhythm. You're ignoring the research. There's been research done on this. Double XP weekends kill, Kyler. (laughs) We'll see. I don't know.
0: NFL kickoff is still a few weeks away, but you can get in on the action now on FanDuel Sportsbook with their NFL Super Win Bonus right now. Anyone who places at least a $50 Super Bowl winner bet will get $5 back for each win your team has during the regular season. Honestly, the Rams at +1100 makes a ton of sense because the AFC it's so hard to figure out which team's going to make it that you look at the Rams you're like why couldn't the Rams go back? I also like the Rams just honestly they're plus money to win their own division that seems like a lock to me there are also a ton of other future markets available team win totals division winners player props so many more there's no better place to get ready for the football season than on FanDuel America's number one sportsbook and official sports betting partner of the NFL and if you haven't tried FanDuel Sportsbook yet download the app and sign up using the promo code RingerNFL to get five dollars for every win your team has if you bet at least $50 on that team to win the Super Bowl. That's promo code RINGERNFL. 21 plus and present in select states only. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max free bet is $50. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduelcom slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342-1888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-877-770-STOP In Louisiana. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY text open wide to four six seven three six nine in new york the tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789 tennessee 1-800-522-4700 in wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net in west virginia
1: this episode is brought to you by state farm there's no better feeling than a personal win and the state farm personal price plan can help you do just that
0: So, Solak took the Chiefs, Steven took the Chargers, I took the Bengals, I took the Broncos, Steven just took the Cardinals. Solak, you have two picks in a row right now. Most watchable team.
1: I'm thrilled, because I had four, like, tier one teams, and they were the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Bengals, and then, to me, the clear four where nobody grabbed is the Baltimore Ravens. Reasons. One, Lamar Jackson. All right, I'm moving on to my next pick. But that's what it comes down to. Like, in terms of of like if you if you run me into like a random 4 p m NFL slate of just like weird teams, bad games, some NFC East divisional game nobody asked for, like you know, NFL game of the week, Vikings, Bears. What is going on? This is horrible. But you put Lamar in that slate, I'm like, "All right, sick. Perfect." i like, I don't need to know who he's playing, how good the Ravens are. Like there there is no player in the league, Mahomes, Rodgers, Brady, who is more eminently watchable than just Lamar on his own and what he does for that offense. So number one, Lamar is just a huge boost. And then the ancillary stuff around the Ravens is good. Like Mark Andrews, J.K. Dobbins, Rashad Bateman. They have good offensive weapons, big playmakers. They throw the ball down the field. Defensively, not to get Duke Brandon Staley with the Chargers on this, but we expect them to do cool stuff defensively. And a little bit of that Broncos argument it's going to be new in terms of what they do defensively. And I'm excited to see that. Right. But we expect them to be as they were under Wink Martindale, a pressure team. We're going to send blitzes. We're going to find creative ways to get after the quarterback. We're going to generate turnovers, generate interceptions that adds to the watchability there. And then the final thing, and we've we've alluded to this a little bit, but teams that go for it on fourth down are watchable team. When you have an aggressive coach that makes random plays in the second quarter big important plays because he's going for it on fourth down his own 45 that's a boost to watchability and nobody does that like harbaugh right they are going for two they're going for it on fourth down they are taking plays that would become ho-hum long field goals or ho-hum punts and instead make them like holy smokes fourth and six like i'm leaning forward in my seat in the middle of the game that like isn't even decided yet because this is a really cool play so the ravens to me are a very clear top tier watchable team After that, I think I'll just take the Bills. Like, are they? It feels like that feels like a layup, right? Like, this is the the leading team in terms of Super Bowl odds. Oh, my God. I
0: forgot. I had them first. I forgot to take them. (laughs) You forgot about the Bills.
1: You forgot about the Super Bowl
0: favorites. I literally had them as my number one team.
1: This is why you got to do the work. You got to do the, you got to. This is why. Listen, Heifetz, I need four hours of independent film study from you after this. Okay, per week of you making sure that you know how to go through your own lists. Otherwise, I'm out.
0: You know what? The problem is, it's it, I'm not doing many fantasy drafts this time of year. I'm just I'm very new to the sole format, unfortunately. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, fantasy drafting. This is tough. for it's uh the Bills. Right, feel like a layup here. I don't like. It, it's it, I understand why they're not like tier one, but at the same time, Josh Allen continues to have that electric nature to him. He has that Mahomes and Lamar aspect where like I'll just tune in to watch Allen play. There's a little bit more bad with the good, but also like that's still watchable, right? That's those like crazy dumb plays that are like, kind of all over the place. And then, like, defensively, again, like, they're not a super sexy team in terms of what they do on that side of the ball, but like, they're still a really fun to watch team because they're really, really talented. And so they're going to like make good plays. They've obviously gone for it on fourth down as well. The Bills are just an an easy layup there as
0: well. I can't believe I took the Broncos over the Bills. First of all, the last two games the Bills had were like the two best offensive games I've ever seen. They had the perfect game against the Patriots where they had eight touchdown drives and then kneeled it down for the ninth or seven and eight, whatever. And then they had the 36 points on the Chiefs and almost lost in the playoffs. But like, the Bills or pure. There are not many things left in the NFL where it's like, if this happens, it's pure. Buffalo, like, I cannot think of a better outcome for the 2022 season than the Buffalo Bills winning a Super Bowl. And like this. Oh, I can think of I can. Yep. <laughs> I can. I can Eagles think of winning
1: Panthers <laughs> winning the Super Bowl with Baker Mayfield. Um, Trey Lance being incredible. Trevor Lawrence getting traded. What are you to talking to, to, about? A meteor
2: <laughs> hitting the earth and just blowing and just ending everything.
0: Like the Bills winning the Super Bowl is like cool. Yeah, good. Like I think they deserve it. I would Not enjoy cool, it. Yeah, good dude. They, but, this is the saddest franchise. that the easiest team to root for. It's like like it's Buffalo, New York has an NFL right. team. still ter- kind of listen, weird.
1: In terms of in terms of realistic outcomes, Bills winning the Super Bowl is up there. In terms of things I can think of right now on August sixteenth, three weeks out from the regular season, buddy. Everything. I, I want Justin no Fields to win a Super Bowl with the Bears.
0: I want um, bring no, record, baby. Get out yeah, of here. That's
1: what I'm saying. I'm like, yeah, the most exciting thing I can think of is the Bills the Super Bowl. Live a little, hype. It's got a dream, baby.
0: No, I'm talking about like, do you know Bills fans who've actually been rooting for the Bills for like like their whole lives? A little yeah. like, too well. I know them a little too well. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it, it is it, when you step back and you're like, wow, everyone did hate their quarterback, and everyone has made fun of this team. It would be nice. It's like, uh, uh, please, it'd be good. They deserve it
1: either way. Oh, okay. Chiefs Ravens bills for Ben. I'm winning.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm mad. I left that go. Okay, Steven, you're up again. The Rams, the Super
2: Bowl champs. I feel like this is an easy pick. Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, Matthew Stafford throwing no look passes. Sean is doing his thing on offense. Cooper Cup. I, I, do I have to explain this? I think. And by the way, I think we were wrong about their uniforms when they first came out. Decent looking uniforms, especially from far back, and then the SoFi Stadium effect. I'm all every about single,
1: every single year. They wear less bone uniforms. their uniforms get better, not an accident. Yes. This is a science, baby. That's correlation.
2: They wore the the like white alternates during the Super Bowl and won. If they would have uh, worn those bone jerseys, they would have got blown out.
0: Absolutely, thirty five to seven. Well, they both the LA teams and SoFi have that blue yellow version, right? Like the powder blue and yellow for the Chargers, and then like you know the Rams. I just like the blue and gold, but. We've been talking about a lot of offense, and obviously the Rams have great offense and Cooper Cup and Stafford, blah, 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 blah. Have you guys ever, like, enjoyed watching a defensive player more than Aaron Donald? Because for me, like, there's not many times on defense where I'm like, I'm only going to watch this guy in every play. And it's incredible, honestly. i am curious if there's anyone you've enjoyed watching more than Aaron Donald.
1: The, like, immediately Brian Dawkins came to my mind, but that's a little bit of cheating because, like, I was an eight-year-old learning about football <laughs> yeah. watching the Eagles, and Dawkins was just like taking dudes heads off right and like we like first like they don't even play that way right now but secondly like he he holds a special place in my heart because of that in terms of like right modern nfl and like my yeah, but we're being of now, objective like Donald. not yeah.
0: your own team honestly yeah. the only person troy palomalo is like the only person even close all
1: is up there i do think that like like elite really really good linebackers who can like play sideline to sideline and like do all that stuff like that's really fun to watch as well just like 'Cause there's an ability to take over the game in that regard. But like Donald's still, he Donald's takes over game. So yeah, it's Donald.
2: And I think like watching on TV, you could see Donald doing his thing, like whereas you can't watch Jalen Ramsey. I think like on yeah. film, yeah. I would pick Jalen Ramsey over Donald just because I enjoy like cornerback wide receiver matchups more. But yeah, it's Donald. Like your eyes can't help but just be fixed on him during the play.
0: I went to Rams training camp. Uh, this, I guess this is before the pandemic, so was a few years ago. And um, they were just doing like drills, like one on one, like uh, like you know, just like a defensive lineman versus offensive lineman one on one. And Aaron every Aaron Donald, first of all, alpha move kept cutting the line to get more reps in. And the ref, it's also preseason for the referees, so the referees are at training camp also, just trying to like learn and and you know get there. And the ref was just watching the reps for Aaron Donald, like transfixed, and Aaron Donald it looked, you know, in like cartoons when there's like a, sh- a cloud of dust and then it settles, it like happens so fast. Aaron, He like barely moved, but basically he just goes and does three things and the guard is now behind him on the ground and Aaron Donald's just standing where the guard was. And it was the most incredible thing I've ever seen. And the ref turns around and is cackling to himself and is trying to not let the players see that he's laughing at them. And it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. It was just this ref just trying not to laugh at these players' faces. I like watching Aaron Donald. Okay. La- do I have the last pick here? Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. man. I I'll-, I'll take. I think it's between the Packers and the Bucks, but I'm going right. to take the Packers because I think that it. it- you said the other day, so like, that Belichick was trying to do like a video game on the. He already beat it, so he's trying to do it in, like expert load- mode, and it's like actually you can't have any armor this time. That's how it feels with the Packers. Like Aaron Rodgers, is. Just somehow still at this incredible level of quarterbacking. And I just want to see what he does now without Devontae Adams. I'm curious what you guys think that looked like.
2: I just want to say first that you are. It seems like you can't grasp how a snake draft works because you're sitting there debating between the Packers and the Bucks. You have two picks in a row.
0: We're only doing three both. rounds, Steven. We're only gonna do three rounds and then oh, we're gonna just hey, I we Steven, how would you
1: read your slacks there, Chief?
2: I don't prepare. I'm like Kyler. <laughs> only losers need extra time to prepare. I just feel <laughs> it when I come on. Just doing the, pre, the, pre, the pre-pod, reading the pre-pod snaps. But that's a bad pick, though. It's a bad pick because the Bucks are the better team because Todd no, Bowles. I disagree.
1: Will... Rodgers and Packers are the best pick.
2: Is Brady uh, fun to watch,
1: Brady's though? Brady's like, not I, I, watchable anymore. I'm not... over it. Brady's not watchable. Like, just... I'm done. I don't care anymore. I don't want to watch watchable. Tom Brady play anymore football. I mean, <laughs> he's more watchable now life, than he's like... ever
0: been. No, I've been seeing him my entire life be good. I get it. Tom Brady is good. Like, Aaron Rodgers is more interesting to watch.
1: I agree he's more watchable in the sense of, like, downfield throws and explosive plays. I'm just generally out on watching Tom Brady play any more football. Retire! We were so close! The post-Brady world was at our fingertips. And there'd be something else to do! No, it's Rodgers. The offense is going to be interesting. And uh, Rodgers, to me, has a more aesthetic play style. It's a more enjoyable play style. The release is extremely cool. I generally just like the, the Packers' offensive approach more in terms of, like, interesting things to me. Yes, I get, like, like, Brady is good and everything, but I just, like, I legitimately, like, I think of watching Tom Brady, and I'm like, oh again?
2: No. Go home, old man. I'm done. Yeah, bad. That's, that's, this, see, this is just objectively wrong. The Buc- not only do the Bucks throw it downfield, like, every play, Todd Bowles does, like, the defensive version of that, where he just blitzes the hell out of people every play. That's yeah, good the de- football. The
1: defense, the defense is a good argument, for sure.
2: And I keep going back to it. None of you guys aren't respecting had like the experience of watching the games on TV. Like, if you, have you ever watched like a Jets game? at have you Lambeau Field? What are you talking about right now? Lambeau Field's overrated from a TV watching.
0: <laughs> Steven Ra- prefers the Bucks where they have a little pirate ship with cannons. Right. Yeah.
2: No, that's cool. That's actually cool. But oh, no, goodness. I mean, I mean, from a TV watching—Lambo's overrated. From a TV watching perspective, if I had a choice between going to Lambo and going to whatever the Buck Stadium is called, I'm going to Lambo Field every Rain time. Okay, well, we're talking Obviously. about
0: a television. We're not talking about which field we want to go to. Oh, I'd rather go to Florida than Green Bay, Wisconsin. Does it matter to you in your TV watching experience?
1: He said if it was in person, he'd rather go to Lambo. Yeah, it's, yeah. Oh, the opposite. Wait, so yeah. you're
2: watching on television? Who cares about television? And you're watching on a Lambo well, field? I watch it. N- 99.9% of the games on television. But all of us do. It's important. How's Lambo the difference maker here? I don't understand. It's not. I'm saying the Bucks have a, a beautiful TV watching experience. Go back and watch the Bucks what? Bucks, the, rams. The,
1: the vikings pull out that giant a drum the whole skull chant and seems like this is this is television baby this, I'm this, not, is, this me is officially this I me did is not, cinema
2: i did not bring this, up the pirate ship i did not bring up the pirate ship someone else brought the pirate ship i'm just saying it looks <laughs> nice in the florida sun like go back and watch the rams bucks game oh, my and goodness. it's like the most beautiful game i've ever seen on tv it's this is amazing. the
0: definition of watching too much tape i think that it's rotted your brain and you're I out know. here just talking about Aesthetics I of the game. It so, actually, there's a fun way we can piss off Steven even more here. So that's nine teams. So I want to determine the 10th team here, but we really should kind of be picking an upside team right here for the end. Or I know, yeah. Through...
1: I know who my 10th team would be because it would not be the Bucs. It'd it? be the 49ers. I think the 49ers are yes. extremely watchable. Uh, the most watchable rookie quarterback in the sense of like big plays, chaos, like really bad, bad plays, really good, good plays, running and throwing. Like Trey Lance is just so uh, enrapturing in in terms of like what this offense is going to look like with him in terms of both like the scheme X's and O no nerd stuff and then also just like the cool stuff right like anytime anything went wrong for the Niners offense last in the last like four years it's like all right Jimmy's getting sacked Jimmy's throwing a pick like that's not you know whatever like here I think like the Niners have a chance in any play like third and 13 I'm like yeah the Niners are in this baby like that's that enhances the experience Debo is so freaking watchable Kittle is so freaking watchable like they're such good yak players they catch a ball at any area of the field and you're like touchdown, touchdown right now, like they break a tackle and go like that's so watchable. Defensively, they're extremely watchable. It, it, it's a little bit football nerdy because they're not like a blitz heavy team. But there is something really cool about how well they cover. Like what, like whenever you you get to see like a third down rep of the, the Niners defense and you watch the interchange and the interplay, they also run around and hit a lot. Right. Like Jakiski Tart, Fred Warner, um, uh, Aziz Alshair, I, I always get his name wrong. The other linebacker. Just they are a fast, physical team. Talano Hufanga, they hit dudes. That's fun to watch on defense. The Niners might be bad because Lance might not be good, but they're really going to be watchable early in the season. So they'd be my 10.
2: Yeah, now I think that we were way too low on the 49ers now that I think about it. Like the Broncos got picked before the 49ers. The 49ers should like have been like a top four I Ravens
1: Bills pick. at the turn, I was taking the Niners. So I'm, this is, yeah, I'm, I'm in on this.
0: I think I, I I completely agree on the Niners. I had them higher on my list too because basically, I, first of all, Trey Lance has thrown hundred passes in the last nine hundred days, give or take. And same, it,
1: <laughs> but like I probably like in terms of backyard football and vibing, hundred passes in ninety day nine hundred days. Me and me and Trey Lance just developing at the same pace.
0: Well, that's kind of the question, right? Could Could Kyle Shannon turn anyone into a good quarterback? Could he turn you into a good quarterback? So I'm fascinated. Like the Niners. O- almost w- made the Super Bowl last year. Like, if Jaquisky Tart doesn't drop that interception in the NFC Championship game, the Niners probably go to the Super Bowl. And then the Jimmy Groppel was the quarterback for that, ostensibly. And they're basically exiling him like it's the third Dark Knight movie, and it's like death or exile. And so the fact that they're so in on Lance, I know they have to because of the draft picks, but I agree that with Solek that because Shannon's had boring quarterbacks for so long, I'm actually just interested to see what their offense is going to be now that they can do whatever they want.
2: Yeah, I think getting rid of Jimmy like really boosts their watchability. Correct. In ways that I don't think we can even appreciate yet. We don't know it yet, but...
1: I, Science I think, cannot capture the effect of a post-Jimmy world on the San Francisco 49ers.
2: Like, now that I'm... I regret pick, not picking them number one. I think they might be the most watchable team in the NFL now that I think <laughs> about it. Are, are we, can we do a redraft? Steven,
1: Steven <laughs> redrafting the most watchable teams, the Tuesday episode of the Ringer NFL show.
0: Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that for the next episode. So there you go. The next one will be the redraft. But thank you to everyone for listening to the the first version of the draft, most watchable teams. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Steven. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Isaiah Blakely, for production help. Thank you, Arjuna. See you guys tomorrow.